Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Well, welcome to Moments, and tonight I have a really special surprise for you. I'll get to that in a moment, but I want to thank everybody for joining me today and for all of the moments that we've had together over the last several weeks, several months, the last year and a half. And although we're clearly on the other side of the pandemic in most cases, at least in America, um, we, we need to never forget what God brought us from. We need, we need to never forget the lessons learned. We, we need to never forget um, all the things that God showed us and revealed to us during these most difficult times. I think the best perspective in life is to be able to is to be able to learn that God, that life is not happening to you, but life is happening for you. It turns your whole life around where you begin to see even negative things are going to work in your favor because God is so good at taking what the enemy sends to defeat us. God bends to complete us. And um, so I want to thank you. And I especially want to thank those of you that have given, you prayed, you've given in your tithes and offerings, you've given sacrificially in what is considered the most um, unprecedented time that we've ever had in our world where everybody was shut down for so long. And yet our church family and our church members rallied together and we fed more people. We loved on more people. We led more people to Jesus. We, um, we, we got a, a greater glimpse into what spiritual family is all about and what church is all about, that we're all about being the church, not just having church. And, um, and so we have this special time uh, in moments uh, in mid- midway during the week to thank God, to thank you, to honor you. And I, I love this verse that I want to share with you in Philippians chapter one, verse three. Paul says, Paul's writing this from jail, by the way. I thank my God for every remembrance that I have of you, he said. In all my prayers for all of you, always praying with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I love that verse because Paul's in prison and yet he's thanking people. No matter what we're in prison to, we need to be thankful people. We need, And I'm, I'm starting with me. I need to be thankful. And I want to thank God for you. And I want to thank God for your partnership and membership and connection and commitment to the vision of life changers to introduce people to the real Jesus and to, and to elevate people to their true worth and their true value and to change mindsets that change the world. That's what you're doing. That's what you're a part of. And I can't thank you enough. So as we get ready to give tonight, I want to just thank you in advance. I want to thank you for what you've given up to this point. I want to thank you for whatever your heart moves you to give, whatever the Lord moves you to give. And I want to pray for your needs, but I, I just want you to know how thankful that I am. I learned so much from you and from every one of us. I learned so much from every one of you and um, the connection that we've, that we've been able to maintain throughout the last year and a half has really humbled me and given me a greater appreciation for, for you and for what the church is able to do together because we're better together. Um, let me pray for you as you give today. Father, thank you for every person connecting here. I pray for every one of them to increase. Lord, you said, believe you for increase. We can decrease all by ourselves, but Lord, with you, we're going to increase. I speak increase over every seed that is planted, increase over every person who gives, every, increase over every person who, who doesn't have anything to give. Give them, Lord, so they can give. Give them so they can give and honor you and also so all their needs will be met. 
according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you once again. And allow me to, as I said earlier, I said I got a special surprise for you. And um, I want to introduce you. Most of you have know all of our kids. You know, you've, you've seen me on Moments or on Sunday with Robert, with Joseph, Rob, JD, <laughs> Olivia, otherwise known as Liv. And now here we have a special surprise, Gina Rose, the quiet force, the quiet strength of the Dickow clan and the quiet strength of life changers. And uh, Gina Rose, great to have you you here today. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I know I'm not usually one to speak or I don't know, like be in front of people, but, um, but it's an honor to be here and get to see how you do this. It's definitely harder than it looks to be able to share live in the moment of what, I don't know, just communicate what, what you have on your heart. Um, but you do it so well. So yeah. Well, Gina's been behind the scenes for just about everything. Like you, you don't see her in front of the camera. Well, I'll reserve. She actually is in front of the camera, just not this camera usually. Um, Gina has, uh, aside from all that she does behind the scenes for our church family, uh, she's also a budding uh, model. And uh, so she does, she, she does um, really do, she does do well in front of the camera, just not in, uh, she's never had this. Not so. live video. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> different. But I just wanted to compliment you on, if you want to show people uh, what I said to you earlier, I said, wow, Gina, you're talking really matches your tattoo. So let them see your little tat. I don't know if they can see that, but it matches her shirt perfectly, which she's good at matching. Um, But I know some people are like, oh, I don't I don't think it's Christ like to wear tattoos and all that. But, um, you know, on that topic, just for a quick moment, the the horse is already out of the barn, gang. People got tattoos everywhere. People everywhere have tattoos. People of every age have like, do you have a tattoo? Good question. Do I have a tattoo? Or would you ever consider? Would I consider it? I would consider it. I, the only tattoo I have is the love of God <laughs> tattooed on my heart. But... <laughs> Oh and gosh. the love for my children tattooed in the deepest place of my soul. But I would be, I, 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 I might get a tattoo one day, but I think we need to not villainize people and marginalize people for getting tattoos. And we need to not like be making mountains out of molehills really, because I yeah. think so often Christians get caught up in the rules and get caught up in what the way Christians should behave and when the rules Christians should follow. And we get so focused on rules, Gina, that we, we miss out on love and we miss out on like the real, the big thing. Jesus said, you're, you're straining gnats while you swallow camels. I mean, he made a real contrast that religious people, they pick on the smallest things like the tattoo or somebody cussing, which you do a lot, but no, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. But but it, Christians, they pick on the little things that don't matter to God mm-hmm. and they miss the biggest things that matter to God, which is compassion and mercy and kindness and love, yeah. which that's really totally. a forte of yours. You really are you. one of the kindest people I've ever I've ever known. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool too. like tattoos, like 
going back to that, it's kind of an expression of art in a way. And I think like what you've been talking about, like the past few months about beauty and like, just, I mean, I know like God didn't make tattoos, but it's like, he like instilled in us an ability to like have, um, artistic expression. And so that's just like one way, but it's cool to be able to appreciate different types of, um, beauty in the world, you know, different, different styles and different, um, methods, but it's all, it all comes from God and from the creation and the creativity that he instilled in us. Wow. That's really good. That's so good. One point. (laughs) You know, we did spend like last year, I, I, I probably uh, really shared about some topics that I really have never shared about before because I, I, God was showing me things during the pandemic that I'd never really focused on or seen before. And one of them was what you're talking about, the beauty of Jesus and how yeah. God uses beauty to draw people to himself. He uses his creation. He uses nature to draw people to himself. He uses his goodness to draw people to himself. He doesn't use fear and anger yeah. and religion and self-righteousness. He uses beauty and look at the birds, he said. Look at the lilies of the field, how beautiful they are and how much more will God take care of you and clothe you and and um, he so God created everything that we see that 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 he created is beautiful mm-hmm. there's there's nothing that God created that isn't beautiful and um, even the even Lucifer, who, who was a, a, who is the devil now as we know him, well, <laughs> not that we know him that well, but we know his schemes, we know his tricks. But he was he was created beautifully by God. He was the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful things that God created, Lucifer, and he was like the lead instrumental and uh, um, the I guess the the music leader, the music mm-hmm. director in heaven, so to speak, uh, based on some of the scriptures that we have in in the Bible, but. Even even him, even the devil was created with beauty and he perverted it and twisted it when he rebelled against God. But mm-hmm. all beauty really is from God, isn't it, yeah, Gina? totally. It's really amazing. And everybody's beautiful. You know, I think God, God made us all his yeah. beautiful pearl mm-hmm. and he searched for us. The, we, we are the beautiful pearl that, that the merchant has been searching for. You're the beautiful pearl. Yeah. You guys are the beautiful pearls that God's been searching for. And you're beautiful and you're magnificent and you're fearfully and wonderfully made, the Bible says. And mm-hmm. so never um, get caught up in the little things that that religion tries to get us tripped up on and rather value yourself and value people and find the value in people. And Gina, you know, one of the things that I like about you and, and one of the things that I really respect about you is that your, your testimony and your witness to others and your, your ability to, to just be yourself and people feel peace around you. I remember when my grandmother died and we were going to the, to the funeral and we were in the car with, you were really young. I'm, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were with your grandmother, my yeah. mother, and you, she, she commented how, how much peace you had brought to the environment. Like you didn't even say a word, but yeah, you had created this atmosphere of peace. You don't even remember, but, but you just, you know, I think you held her hand and she felt so much peace just from your presence and just from your, the expression of your, um, of, of your kindness. And you didn't even, you weren't even trying and you weren't even trying to say anything. You were just a quiet, peaceful strength to, uh, to your grandmother, my mother at that moment when her mother died. And so, um, 
I think that that's really something about you and something about people that might feel like they're quiet and they're more introspective, like you and me are more introspective. And Robert, behind the camera, we're the more like introspective, uh, quiet ones in our family. The other ones are more the creative and more the... I don't know the, the yeah, outspoken, t- out, or, yeah, mm-hmm. the extroverts yeah. and we're like kind of more like the introverts and we need each other. Right. And, but you have this calm and it's like, you just, you live your life, you let life unfold. You, you, you follow God and his steps, step by step, just one day at a time. And people just notice that. And they ask you, I think you've accidentally brought brought more people to Jesus and brought more people to our church accidentally than most people do intentionally. Comment on that, how that works for you. Well, I don't know. I think it honestly just has to do with, uh, what, I don't know, like growing up, um, in church and really just like the way that you've raised us, which is, you know, a testament to you really, but just knowing that I'm approved by God. And I think like that has been a huge theme in my life of just like knowing that, um, yeah, you don't have to try to be like somebody, like somebody else, or, you know, it's easy to compare or even like, um, you know, between me and Olivia, it's like, we're such different personalities, (laughs) but we make each other better and we need each other. So that's really good. I think just knowing that, like, even with the quirky personalities that, you know, different people that have. That we all have. Yeah. Right? It's like God, God knows. And he, um, he equipped you with what you need to, to live out his calling for your life. So I think like for me, it's just knowing that no matter what I do or how I say what I say, but it's like either way, God like is working through me and he approves of me. So I don't have to really worry too much. Like obviously we can all improve ourselves and work on how to communicate better, but it's like knowing that even though I'm not like the best communicator, it's like somehow even just in personal relationships or just by being kind to people, like people do see the love of God in that and, um, have, I mean, I don't really try cause I hate to like be like, oh, like, you know, talking about necessarily the word or trying to like preach at people, but really just like being love in action has made a huge uh, difference. And I think people pick up on that and they pick up on the positivity like of your spirit. Like it's not necessarily having to say anything, but it's just being kind and being, you know, um, a good person. (laughs) Well, tell (laughs) us about, there was somebody you were working with in, um, Mm in your, in your field, which you're, you're multi-talented. You, you have a, a bachelor's degree in, in, in health, something health related. You have a master's degree yeah. in business and you, uh, and here you are, you serve in the church behind the scenes. You're, you're involved in the stewardship of, of our mm-hmm. church as well. And, and, um, you, you can appreciate what we said earlier. I know yeah, about yeah. how, how sacrificial people have been and how generous people have been and how grateful we are as a, yeah, as a church great. family for, for the precious people in our church who pray, who give, who, you know, who yeah, serve. Definitely. And that's made such an impact over the last year, hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think like just knowing the the seeds that have been sown over so many years and even in this past year too, but it's like, it goes so much beyond what we can even see. Like the impact that, you know, the years that you guys built the church in the nineties and two thousands, it's like that has impacted um, me just growing up there. And then like, I don't know, it's like beyond our comprehension, like the, the impact that one life like, um, has on so many people that they come across and then they're spreading, you know, 
God's love or whatever. It's like that, that is just so cool that it, it starts with somebody having the, the, um, faithfulness and the, the sacrifice really to put down, or I don't know, just give what has been given to them and, yeah. and just making that like, um, seed with their faith and attaching their faith to that. And it, it just multiplies. Like it's, it's hard to explain it, but, <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's changing yeah, people's lives uh, and you guys generosity and, and your connection and partnership with this church is just, um, it's, it's over, it's overflowing in our hearts mm-hmm. with gratitude for each and every one of you. And Gina feels the same way because she's, she's involved in, in that side of things from management standpoint, but she's also, so we're, I just can't thank you enough and yeah. we can't thank you enough. And, and this gave me a reason to thank you guys again, um, for staying connected to life changers and to our church family and supporting the vision of the gospel getting preached to the world. And Gina, about the gospel, you know, it's funny, God, God can use us no matter where we are in life, right? And so one of the, one of the interests that you've had and one of the things that, that has happened in your life uh, lately in the last two or three years is you've had some opportunities to, to, to model clothes and, and, and different types of things. And, and you, so you, one of the photographers that you met, t- tell us the story about that. Cause I remember you telling me a yeah. story. That this is a person who never heard about the gospel, but was asking you about it. Tell us about yeah, that. For sure. Well, so it was kind of random because I, again, like I don't really like to necessarily like just put everything out there about what I believe. Like it, I think, um, it reflects on its own, but I do think, um, well, so this photographer I was working with, he just had seen my Instagram and kind of just like when I had met him for the first time, um, in person and he was like asking, you know, so like about my faith and just had seen from my Instagram that I was kind of like religious. (laughs) I was like, Oh no, like I don't want that to be the, um, interpretation that people get. But, uh, that, I mean, he at least opened the door. So he was kind of asking more like what, you know, what is that about? Like your dad's like a pastor. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it's just typical. Um, you know, for people to kind of inquire because you are like, you know, a well-known speaker and people know your name. So, um, but I think, yeah, it just comes down to, um, well, I guess going back to the story. So he basically was just asking, well, so, um, you know, does that mean like you're like, you don't sin or whatever, just kind of like just asking different things and kind of joking like about, um, like I'm a sinner, I'm going to go to hell kind of thing. Like yeah. you're not. And I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I just tried to really, uh, make it clear. Like, no, that's like, that's not what it is. Like, it's really so simple, the gospel. And you do a great job of, um, really teaching us that, that the gospel is so simple. And it really comes down to the fact that God loves us. He sent his son and, to die for us. Now we can live like in that freedom and, um, and then walk that out and love other people and really, yeah share with them that freedom that we've experienced ourselves. So I think, um, so I did my best to just explain that. And literally his words were, wow, what you're talking about sounds way more freeing than what he grew up with, which is, you know, um, just the idea of being condemned or being like, like you have to do everything right, or you have to confess your sins. Like, obviously there's um, goodness to that too, but like really just, uh, just being free from the idea of feeling guilty all the time and feeling like you're always 
like being watched or being judged. So I and don't know. If let's double click on something yeah. you just said about this guy said, wow, the way you just described Christianity, it seems so much more freeing than what I've experienced in the past. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the that's greatest, we want, yeah. yeah, that's the greatest testimony. That's what we want. We don't want somebody to, to have an experience with us where they say, wow, I, I don't feel like I could ever do that. I don't feel like I could ever live uh, for God. I don't think I could ever be a Christian because it's so hard. And mm-hmm. it's really not hard to be a Christian. It's hard to, it, life is hard just because life has its trials and tribulations. But Christianity Jesus did all the work. He died for us. Like you said, he loved us and he sent his son for us to die for our sins so that we could be free, not so that we would live in bondage mm-hmm. and live constantly condemned and guilty for all that we've done. And that's what's, that's what gave this guy hope. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, at first he's like, oh, I'm a sinner and you're a saint and I'm going to hell and you're going to heaven. Uh, and yet he, he finally realized when you explained it to him that, wow, this gospel that you're sharing is liberating. It's mm-hmm. freeing. And it really is. Jesus said, he who, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Real freedom. It's Christianity is not about us being slaves to obedience to God. It's, it's Christianity makes us sons and daughters of God. And we become a part of the family of God. And it's really the greatest experience mm-hmm. in the universe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and to have people in 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 your walk, you know, in your path of just living your life, and I want to encourage people. You're something I shared with somebody else, and and this is true about you as well, Gina. But our our calling, one of the things that I've said over the years, is our calling is found in our conquering, and what that simply means is find what you're whatever in life you've overcome mm-hmm. whatever whatever in life that you've battled with somebody had told me about how they had been, they had been abused as a young person and they 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 didn't know what they were living for and i said well number 1 you you're living to to discover a god who loves you even in the midst of of the abuse that you experienced and number 2 because there are other people Mm-hmm. that have experienced what you've experienced and your calling is to help the people that are dealing with the very thing that you grew up dealing with and you conquered it and this person had overcome it but they didn't know what their purpose was but our calling is found in our conquering yeah. by 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 moving forward beyond the pain and beyond the abuse that person was able to then help others to live beyond that pain. And that's really what we're called to do. And so in your everyday life, you can truly be love. You can truly be Christ-like rather than preaching at people. You become a, you become the, the testament to people. Right. Paul even said in scripture, he said, you are, we are living epistles. We're the epistles. It's like you have Ephesians and Philippians and Corinthians and Colossians, and you have all that, th- those epistles. But he said, we actually, as people, we're the living epistles, mm-hmm. that we're the story. We're the, our lives are a story of God's goodness and God's mercy and God's forgiveness. And our lives tell that story. And we should be, be able to engage with people in such a way that we, in our normal everyday life, they don't see perfectly holy people. They see happy, imperfect people. Mm-hmm. And that's not just a slogan. It's, it's right. really how, how, we, how we believe, isn't it, Gina? Yeah, it's 
how I mean it's how I see myself or how we see each other because it's like we really like aren't perfect but it's okay like we can still be happy and um you teach a lot on this too like just like seeing finding the good even in the bad situations it's like choosing to be happy and being intentional about being happy even regardless of um what it is and even in our imperfections like god still uses us so i think that um that's huge for sure you know Um, i think um i think you're giving us a uh, in the you know in the in part of your one of your professions you're giving us a model so to speak of of really how to share the gospel yeah. because there's a scripture in Proverbs 11 verse 30 it says mm-hmm. he who is wise wins souls he who is wise wins souls and wisdom the wisdom of god the bible talks about in James chapter 3 the wisdom of god can you look that up while I'm yeah. while I'm preaching for a second? <laughs> the wisdom of God in James, used to this. <laughs> in James chapter three, right? Yes, because you do you you do the graphics and part of the graphics team as well. Um, yeah. But in James chapter three, it says the wisdom of the wisdom of this earth is worldly, selfish. But the wisdom of God, the wisdom from above, is pure. And he who is wise wins souls. And as we tap Sorry, into this what, wisdom, what version? <laughs> in any version, James chapter three. On <laughs> thank you, <laughs> good um, one. Go ahead and read that to us about the wisdom from above, Gina, in James chapter three, <laughs> if you can find it. I'll keep preaching until um, she does. Okay. So who is wise and understanding among you that yeah. <laughs> by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly and spiritual demonic for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists. There will be disorder in every vile practice, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And wow. a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Let me, let me see that. Show yeah. me your, your computer. That's really powerful. I want to repeat that because that's so good. She had to lighten her screen because, made it a little brighter. <laughs> because I'm old. And uh, I don't know why young people see so small and they see so dark. I, it's got to be bright and it's got to be big for me uh, at, at this point in life. Um, anyway, she said, as Gina quoted, the wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Boy, there, that is the wisdom from above. And that is what Proverbs 11 is talking about in verse 30 when he says, Mm -hmm. he who is wise wins souls. So if we want to bring the gospel to people, because we're we're, moments is an opportunity for discipleship, for me to help disciple you guys, for whoever's on on camera to help disciple you and make disciples so that you can make other disciples. And that simply means maturing in our relationship with God and with each other. That's what discipleship means, maturing in our relationship with God and with each other and bringing others to the goodness of God and bringing the goodness of God to others. And But the wisdom from above, think about these characteristics. Most... Not a lot of Christians are focusing on these things, but it says the wisdom from above is pure. It's peaceable. It brings peace. It's gentle. It's open to reason. Like if we want to win people to the Lord, we have to be people that bring peace to others. We need to be people that that are gentle. We need to be people that are open to reason. A lot of Christians who get, they get caught up in the politics of, of the world and they get caught up in the 
you know, the rules and the demands Mm -hmm. of being holier. You got to live better. You got to live, you know, you got to give more to God. But here he talks talks to us about being open to reason. I think when we get fixed, fixated on politics or we get fixated on needing people to behave a certain way to make us happy, um, we miss the openness to reason and full of mercy. Mm-hmm. Like if we're going to win people to the Lord, we should be bringing mercy to them, yeah. not judgment. Right. Something I've been saying, and you quoted me the other day, your mother quotes me all the time. So don't forget, be judgeless or judge less. Right. <laughs> we were exactly. talking about the other day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, right? yeah, I was going to say like, it's just, um, I think one of the best parts of this verse too is just being, like you said, like impartial. And I think just not having, like having to pick a side or having to like, to be um, so like judgmental of what, how somebody else thinks. And I think we have to be open to, um, to talking and also impartial, like not judging someone just based on what they believe, but really um, just being open to hearing them out and being open to, to listen to like, everybody's perspective because everybody has a reason for why they're um they're in like in that spot or believing the way they do so but yeah I think um but if you're harsh with people and if you're mean to people and if you're self-righteous towards mm-hmm. people that you close the door immediately yeah. for them to even be open to discussing the gospel right. and this is why he says be open to open to reason mm-hmm. which means that you, you have to come across like you're open. Empathy is to come across to people like you, you are wanting to feel them, feel yeah. their story, feel what they're, what they're experiencing, that they're not alone in their struggle. And really sharing the gospel really starts by hearing people's story. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if that was the question that you asked of people when you meet them or when you, you, are sitting on a plane with somebody or you're, you know, or you, you come in contact with somebody because of work or because of school, yeah. it's ask them about their story. Right. And as they share their story and you're open to reason, you can understand a little bit about why they go through the painful things they've gone through, or maybe why they're experiencing, why they made, they made the choices that they made. And instead of judging them and putting them through this, this small, religious microscopic lens of you have to behave this way or there's something evil about you. Instead, you can try to be understanding, Mm -hmm. understand their story. And by understanding their story and hearing them out, offering to pray for them or after they tell tell their story, maybe they'll invite you to tell your story. And that's where you get to share what God has done in your life Mm -hmm. to bring you to this point. And this is the kind of evangelism that I think is going to be the wave, the new wave of evangelism. The new revival of evangelism is not going to be shouting at people in the streets to get saved. It's going to be listening to the whisper of their hurt and the whisper of their pain and being there to listen so that they can then be open to what we have to say and what we have to share. Because as people have said it for years, um, people don't care how much you know mm-hmm. until they know how much you care. And as corny as that might sound, right, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's really true. What we know about people are, you know, dying and going to hell and people are sinners and they need to be born again. And it's true that we all need to be born again. And it's true that we've all been sinners. It's also true that 
God has empathy mm-hmm. and God has compassion and God has mercy. And that's wisdom from above is merciful and understanding. And if we, the evangelism of today that is going to win this world is going to start with listening mm-hmm. and being gentle and being open to reason. When you, when you, when you're ruled by your emotions, you can't, you're not open to reason. When you make emotional decisions and emotional charge statements and emotional opinions, you, you're not open to reason. And mm-hmm. you, you're, you're an example of that, Gina, to me and to our family and, and everybody who knows you of you're open to reason and people be discussing something and then you'll say, that's really good. But there's also this point of view and you, you're just open to reason and that's the wisdom from above. No wonder, I wrote this down, but no wonder you, you've led more people to Jesus oh <laughs> simply by life unfolding for you and, and more people become interested in coming to church through, your, through you just being you, being love, being kind, being happy, imperfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes a long way because yeah. then people are willing to listen. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's also good for, I mean, someone like me who grew up in church and kind of like that, like church was my life or is my life. Like in some ways it's like getting outside of that comfort zone of like, Oh, well, like I can only, you know, relate to people who believe the way I do or feeling like, um, like that's like, I'm in a safe bubble or something, but really being open to, to, um, just talking to people from all walks of life and just being, um, yeah, like you said, just being myself or just being authentically who God made us. And we don't have to, it doesn't have to be, look like a certain way, but, um, and whatever that you do or whatever uh, arena you're in, it's like, that's like, you're equipped and God like equipped you to be in that position to be able to possibly share or I don't know, just have an open door, um, of connection with people. No, that's, so that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I, that's why I love this, this verse that you read. I love that. It's also talks about how, um, it says wisdom from above oh, down here, that last word, he says, uh, impartial and sincere. Mm-hmm. And w- another word for sincere is authentic. And, um, you know, the thing that I love about that, that verse is, the idea of, you mentioned it earlier, Mm -hmm. being impartial. That means, being impartial means you don't have a preconceived um, opinion that is dictated by how you grew up. You don't have stereotypes. You don't look at people that way. And you don't look at people politically either. Because I can be looking out at our church and seeing, and knowing Knowing just from, you know, my experience over the years with people and just knowing people's lives and their story and hearing people's story. We got somebody who's sitting there who's a Democrat who voted Democrat. We got somebody who's sitting there who's a who voted Republican. We got somebody who's sitting there who's voted independent. We got and and they're all serving together. Mm -hmm. And if I took a position like we have to vote this way or we have to vote that way. That is not the wisdom from above that is going to win people to Jesus. I can have my opinion and I can vote how I feel, but I'm not going to demand that others do that because that's not being impartial. That's, that's not using wisdom because if, if he says, he who is wise wins souls, Proverbs 1130, then wisdom means that I'm going to be impartial. I'm not mm-hmm. going to pick one opinion over another. Of course, we're going to pick love over hate. We're going to pick kindness over anger, but we're not going to pick 
politics and racial uh, racism. We're totally against all of those things that 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 racism is and that that partiality is and, and favoritism is. Nobody should be favored over somebody else. Nobody should get better chances than anybody else. Everybody should have equality and equal chances. And and we do need to recognize where we've been, where our culture has been wrong because we have to learn from history because history helps us evolve Mm -hmm. and history. We were who we were. We are who we are. And it is yet revealed what we shall be as we continue to let God's love and kindness shape us, right? Yeah. We where, need to learn where's from... Where's that from? Or did you just make that up? Uh, no, I, I, I read, I <laughs> no, read a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I, um, great. No, I think about it a lot. We, we were who we were. So we can't pretend that we weren't. We can even learn from our history. We were who we were. We are who we are. Yeah. And we are going to become. It is yet to be revealed what we shall become. But as we renew our minds to God's word and learn love in new ways, we have to learn to love in new ways. We, we ha- I know a lot of Christians are out there thinking, we got to, you know, we have to believe this and we have to do this and we have to make it happen this way. We have to be open to new ways. We're not, we're not open to a new gospel. Like the gospel is the gospel. Jesus died for our sins, rose from the dead. But we have to be open to new ways of communicating it. And mm-hmm. Gina, you are living an example of a new way of communicating. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if we're going to reach the next generation, we really have to have the wisdom from above. I think yeah. that's what has come out on, on, on today's moments. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Love it. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we kind of greet uh, people goodbye and pray for people? I don't know. I think that's all really good. Just, um, yeah, like looking for looking for ways to to reach others and just looking outside of like what serves yourself in a way. And I think like God honors that when we do like choose to um, to to help others and to really uh, I don't know. It's like life is so much bigger than just like my life and my world or like what I'm doing, but it's like, like, yeah, there's so many open, um, doors and opportunities that you can just use to like love on someone and just, I don't know, be kind or smile or whatever it is. Or pray for them. Like let's pray for that right now. Let's pray for open doors. Mm -hmm. Like some need, some tonight need open doors, uh, doors to open for your finances. You need doors to open to a new job situation. You need doors to open for relationships, but I also want to pray that doors will open for you to be able to share your story to for doors to open for you to, to be love and to be sensitive to others and to, and to be kind and to pray for, you know, prayer is a great tool of evangelism too, is can I pray for you? Somebody Who's going to, who's going to reject being prayed for? Hey, could I just pray for you? And you know, just something on my heart. It's a great way to, you know, start a conversation or a relationship, but I want to pray for open doors for each and every one of you. Lord, thank you for opening doors that no man can close. I thank you, father, that you are opening doors right now for people that no man can close. You said it in your word in Revelation chapter three. I pray for that. I pray for open doors to the gospel. I pray for open doors to favor. I pray for open doors to, to share people's faith. I pray for open doors in their finances, open doors in business, open doors in relationships. I pray where the doors have been closed, better doors will open. I pray, Father, for uh, a wisdom from above to 
be the, the, the spearhead of our lives, the wisdom that is peaceable, pure, gentle, full of mercy and good fruits. In the name of Jesus, Lord, give us the wisdom from above. You said, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and it will be given to him generously. So we ask in faith for an abundance of wisdom from above so that we can win this world to you, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Now, before we leave, I want to pray for your for your loved ones or for you if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Gina said it really clear when she said, she said, the, the gospel is simple. God loves you. He sent his son to die for you. And anybody that accepts him, anybody that believes that receives that. You're born again. You're saved. So come on, pray this with us right now. Just in your where, right where you're sitting, right where you're watching, just maybe you're looking on your phone, maybe you're looking on a computer or a screen. Right now, ask Jesus to be your Savior. Just say, Heavenly Father, just pray that. That's it. Just pray that. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my Savior and Lord. I believe, just say that out loud. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. And from this moment forward, I'm a child of God. Amen. It's that simple. I want to thank you for, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations, first of all, and please let me know that you prayed that prayer. There should be a link on your screen. Um, somebody else will put the link on because Gina, you're right here. So you can't put the yeah. link up, which you sometimes do. Shout out graphic team. <laughs> a shout out to our graphic team, but put the link up that, that, or they'll, you can see the link to download this book for free, the power of a new life. And it's just a great way to take the next steps in this journey that you just started in this moment of prayer. And if anybody needs that, it's free and you can download it anywhere in this world. And thanks for joining me today, yeah, Gina. Thank it's you been for great. having me. I love you. I'm thankful for you. Thank and you. Um, we love you guys. Yes. And we're grateful for you. Don't miss See church on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, right? Sunday, fun day. It's going to be amazing. Let's believe God for lives change, for miracles, for your breakthrough. In Jesus' name, love you guys. See you soon.